As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Date! Season two. I don't know how to make a connection, and I'm scared to death of online dating. Wow. Scared to death. And she said, you're... Amen, you, sister. Right. Right now, you're too distracted, and you're probably going through situational <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, I can answer a dog. I can answer Welcome health. Welcome to my world. I can I'm going to base my Shannon questions on this. Distracted. So, my intention here is, number one, to find me the right life partner. Mm-hmm. And I believe this does that. Hello, everybody. Shannon O'Brien here with... And I'm Kim Burns, special guest in the studio today. Yes, why don't you introduce yourself, special guest? I feel like I should sing, money, money, money. Oh my God, guys, thanks for having me. Jeff Gephardt. Jeff Gephardt. And Jeff Gephardt is better known as the guy who is going to pay... $50,000, $50,000, basically, 25 and 25, right? Well, to pay 25 and donate 25. Right. So, yeah. You've got 50 grand sitting around. Well, it, so you talk about the money real quick. Um, I've, I've had some successes in business, mm-hmm. and last summer I was going to go buy myself a Jeep. White, Wrangler, the wheels, four door. I have friends that have that. I, it got to be spending like $43,000. And every time before I make a big purchase in my life, I ask one question, and it's will it add happiness to my life? And that would for about a year, but it's a material deal, and that doesn't really make me happy. So I just reappropriated that. I thought, what would really make mm-hmm. me happy? Well, this search would make me happy. So for me, the money's just, it's, ar- it's already spent on a Jeep. This will bring me a thousand times more happy than a Jeep. And hopefully a lifelong. Absolutely. Right. Now yeah. tell us about your deal. Explain it to us. So we came up with this idea, and it's been an evolving one for about six months. Mm-hmm. And... The first thing that we asked would is is this, and I would engage friends. It's been a lot of fun. I have probably 35 or 40 friends that have touched this project and helped put it to where it is now. So um, we talked about this idea in roundtable discussions, and it brought up a lot of questions and went a lot of directions. And the one question we would ask initially at the end of it was this, will it work? And everybody except one close childhood friend said, yeah. It'll work. Absolutely. So you're looking for a girlfriend, and you're willing to pay whoever sets you up with that girlfriend $25,000. 5000 a year. Right. right. So we yeah. break it down so there's no nefarious right. tales in there. So it's 5000 after the first 365 that her and I decide we are exclusive boyfriend-girlfriend, and then 5000 um, beyond that. So if you think about that If you for stay a second, together? What if, if you we stay together? Up? We break yeah. up, that stops. Okay. But let's think about... 
actually what spins off from that because this okay. was by dis- but let, real quick so yes. it's $25,000 uh-huh. over $5,000 over five years mm-hmm. and you're also going to donate $25,000 to an animal rescue organization is that right 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 of the person's so, choice well not of the person's choice we're going to guide that together but I become pretty close friends with uh, Scott Poor in town and mm-hmm. he does he's kind of the face of that advocacy right Scott's getting his 503c he's c1 he's trying to um, get that designation but i think that's a guy that doesn't really know his power yet mm-hmm. and he's very powerful and he so has a message and he has twenty five thousand dollars to the so who sets you up twenty five thousand dollars to scott's organization or an animal rescue organization and um and that's to find the girlfriend to get set up to make it work but if it's somebody who comes to you and says, hey, Scott, I'm Shannon, <laughs> wink, wink, then there's no money involved. Is that right. correct? If somebody self-nominates, then That would not. be illegal. <laughs> well, so the spinoff of actually the payment, 60% of women have said, we don't want anything to do with the money. We want a right. good guy to date. But let's say that Kim goes ahead and... and says, hey, Shannon, I referred to Shannon. So you guys are very good friends. So then Shannon and I are together um, for four or five years. And guess what, Kim? We're paying you $5,000 a year. Essentially, we're paying your best friend for this. Mm-hmm. And so that creates an immediate bond with you and right. your husband and your family. And guess what? You guys are paying for drinks when we go out, oh. right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it does. <laughs> I like this idea. I do too. Okay, so tell us how it's been working. You've been doing this for a while now. And um, has it been working? Have you had dates? Are there women falling at your feet? It's actually worked so well. Um, The outpouring of love and support for this and the overall message that um, the reason I think this resonated so highly was the overall message that people have a really difficult time to make a connection with someone and they're not sure what to do about it. But we have, through the survey, we've had a lot of people take that. And there's an automated message that comes out after. And this is on your website. Yes, okay. on the website, on datejeffg.com. Datejeffg.com. <laughs> <laughs> so they take, uh, they take that survey, and it's about 15 minutes. So you're not just going to go click, click, right. I'm out of here. Um, but on that survey, there's a message at the end of it that says, be bold, do better, and a little funny meme. And so we've had a couple thousand people respond to that. Hmm. Just an automated message. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through and tried to read and respond as much as I can, but it can't be done. But right. the message overall is, thank you for doing this. I love this idea. I wish it was easier. Um, I had one woman reach out. She said, I'm 48 years old. I've been widowed for three years. I have two kids. Um, I don't know how to make a connection. And I'm scared to death of online dating. Wow. Scared to death. And she said, you're... Amen, you, sister. Right. You gave me... Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, you kind of gave me a voice here. And I thought if you could go out and put yourself out on this level, I need to do that too. What and made s- you decide to do this? Well, that I'm single. Yeah, but I mean, there's, <laughs> uh, let's talk about online dating getting fixed up. Like, why go to the lengths of offering money to be set up with somebody? What have you tried? What have you done? What's worked? What hasn't worked? Well, so it was a big apprehension of my last breakup was the fact that if I wanted to find somebody special, I'd probably have to go back to that online dating, mm-hmm. Bumble, Tinder, whatever mm-hmm. it is right now. And I did that a couple of years ago, and it was terrible then. And so rather than jumping into online dating right away after a breakup, 
um, I wanted to sit back and work on Jeff time a little bit uh -huh. and decide a different path. Um, and I knew I didn't want to engage in a relationship at all. So I just took the time that I would spend swiping and meeting people and things like that. And that's average tells us 15 to 20 hours a week. I took that time and reappropriated it towards this project. And we put a lot into it and we built and broke down and rebuilt and went left when we thought we were going right. And it feels like we came up with something, actually. So, so why is it working? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's such a you deep... You reporters here. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so it's, it's really interesting. It's based on this premise that people of similar personalities um, will have a better chance at a long-term and meaningful relationship. So I, I researched the heck out of this whole deal. And I... Um, sought out matchmakers and the big ones and what they did. And the biggest one in the nation used um, a personality profile. They used mm -hmm. the Meyer-Briggs test. If you guys are familiar with right. that, it's really, really wide. So I thought, well, if they're doing it, I can do it. I can probably do it better than them. Because I went and met with a woman. She was nice in this office, and she had a pitch book, and she's bringing me down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, Jeff, if I could introduce quality women to you right now, would you date them? And I said, no. Like I told you, I'm just here doing right. some research for yeah, you. Yeah. So right. So I went to um, a friend has a has a psychiatry shop here in town, psychology, and a bunch of therapists below him. And so I engaged some of them and said, I want to do this test. This is my idea. Um, I want to use the Meyer Briggs. And it got passed up to the chain to the guy that owned the whole thing because he's the clinical uh, psychiatrist behind the whole deal. He's the guy that does this. And and he he came on pretty quickly, um, which was just great. He's researched dating and personality-based matchmaking since the 60s and 70s when we had uh, punch cards, okay? So he knew about this, and he knew about um, eHarmony's attempt and failure and the fact that they use the Meyer-Briggs test, okay? So if you look up that, or anybody listening looks that up, it is fallible. It is completely fallible. It's been debunked through science several times. Mm -hmm. um, so, so Bruce came on board and said, we need to use the Big Five personality test. The latest science that we have, it's been in use for this long, and he goes, it's used by actually, um, we have a lot of personality consultants, especially around elections and mm -hmm. politics, that can determine your personality, and then they can twist the screws in order to make you sway one way or, or vote. So they're dialed in on personality uh -huh. intake stuff. So we use the same exact engine that they do in our personality matching analytics. But we go a step further than, than just personality matching. We have situational matches. So immediately, if I match with somebody, I'm, I'm intrigued. We follow the same health regime, uh, dog person. I don't know what, what there is in psychology. We haven't had a chance to go down that road, but mm -hmm. there's a difference between somebody who's a dog lover and somebody who's not. Yeah. And it's very evident. Like I've had some reporters in the house this week, and some of them, they'll love up to Gunner mm -hmm. and get hair on him, and they don't care. And others are like, um, I put them outside, and they're like immediately more comfortable with that. So huh. it's working because our software, I believe that we're really on to something. Okay, so um, I'm on your website right now. Yes. And Thank you. So I'm going to fill this thing out while we're talking. Oh, you won't be able to. And, right. and it won't be valid because it asks you a five-point Likert scale. Yeah. It takes you 15 minutes of uninterrupted um, 
time, basically, to be accurate. And then I couldn't get your results anyway right away. I'd have to get to a laptop and look at it. But right now you're too distracted, and you're probably going through situational <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, I can answer a dog. I can answer Welcome health. Welcome to my world. I yeah, can I'm going to base my Shannon questions on this. Distracted. So what, what do you like in blah, blah, blah? And then I'll answer that way, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm only <laughs> to my name and my age and my height, so I didn't really get that far. So, yeah, it gets into an actual 120-question um, Oh, see, I thought you said test. five. I thought I could do five real quick. Oh, no, no, no. We have, there's like 160 questions Oh, my there. Lord, so you do need some time to do it. Right, right. <laughs> so, immediately, that kicks everybody out that doesn't have good intentions, because they're right. not going to sit through that. Yeah, They'll right, be like, eh, right. bad, close it. Right. And the people that take the time to really fill it out... Um, are the ones that we get a snapshot of if they're close to me and, and similar in personality. So Before we talk about how this is working yeah. for you specifically, is this something that you could branch out and eventually start your own <laughs> eHarmony so, without the failure? So I answered that question before with a, a local guy that wanted to grill me on it, and my intention here is, number one, to find me the right life partner mm -hmm. and I believe this does that and since that time um, but if it works for you could you help other people <sighs> we're on the cusp of it and it's freaking powerful it is really really neat um, the women I've engaged with have absolutely felt something and and we're verifying all that daily I mean it is if it's if I believe it can work and I believe it can it should go to that it's, it's a business I've never been in, and it's probably when I jump in something, I go pretty hard, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I want to go on that level. But I had investors calling me on it because huh. they've heard chatter about this, and I'm not a money-driven guy. Neither are any of the women that I um, match with. We put others over self, and so that, that's a secondary deal. First right. off, I'd be there to, to help people make that connection. It is so overwhelming to think on that level that if this works for me, it should be measurable and repeatable for others. So your experience so far, have you gone on dates? What's How far along this line are you? So I'm only engaging with women that um, match with me through personality matching and situational questions. They get put into um, a group, basically. So you've answered these questions and you're matched up with people who by answering the questions are compatible with you? Which, within a certain range. So if we talk about this really quickly, um, being an extrovert. Now, people understand that pretty easily. And Meyer-Briggs mm -hmm. tells us we're either introverted or extrovert. Uh -huh. That's just crap. Well, it's you not can be that an way. introverted extrovert and you an can't. extroverted right. introvert. So right. you need to research on that. You yeah. can't. What it is, you're, you're along the line of a bell curve of extrovertism, and you are a certain percentage. You could be a 90%, you could be an 80%, 60 50 and everybody's along there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And on this end, we talk about being introverted. Mm -hmm. But um, that's the science behind it. So with that, um, we look for somebody on the extroverted scale that is within a certain 5% range of me either way. And we do that for all the personality traits, and then we add situational questions in there. So only the ones that we match through personality matching and also the situational questions are the women that I have the ability to engage with. Okay, so I'm curious. How many applications hmm. has, has the computer crunched, and how many got spit out that are a match? 
Well, I'll talk in percentages because we didn't want to talk about numbers. Okay. Because if I say 200, you're like, well, this is really dumb. If I say 200,000, you're like, that search is impossible. So it's between those two numbers. Oh. answer, I'll answer percentage-wise, okay. absolutely. And then we'll kind of relate that to numbers. If someone wants to do math, they can. I don't care. Right. But um, so the, the candidate pool that I match with um, is under 3% currently, and as this gets longer, you have more people that aren't as interested in it tomorrow, the next day, whatever. So it's, it's below 3%. And then we look at um, physical attributes, because the only thing we can't test for here is physical attractiveness mm-hmm. and uh, chemistry, okay? So I've, I've matched with those women, and then I engage them. Not all of them want to be engaged, like they did it for whatever, yeah. or something like that. But um, that's kind of the process in the whole thing. And really, looks don't have a whole lot to do with it. There was a girl that I sent her an email, and I looked at some of her Facebook stuff, and I, I liked a photo or something like that. She called me, and uh, her name is Maggie, and she called me, and because that's the personality that I am. Pick up the phone. It was like yeah. 30 minutes. She picks up the phone, and we just start chatting right away. She's like, I got something funny to tell you. And then we break off on a tangent. I'm on the way to the dog park. We've talked for 20 minutes seamlessly. It felt great. And she said, oh, my God, Jeff, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, this is kind of funny. I know you went to my Facebook page. Um, I know you liked a few photos, and those photos weren't of me. Oh. <laughs> and I, I said... Right, right. No, no. So I said, Maggie, I don't really care what you look like. Obviously, we have some things to talk about here. Well, just tell her don't feel bad. You know, I thought Nick Vassos was uh, Mark (laughs) Mark Alfred. (laughs) (laughs) I am terrible at names and faces. Terrible. And I, yeah, fan, whatever. Um, So I I talked to Maggie for uh, 20 minutes that day and we agreed to she lives out of town. Because the people I met in town through this that I matched with, we meshed really well. And I thought, screw it. Let's just go nationwide. Right. Let's just do that. So I I conversed with Maggie, and we looped out another time. And we talked um, for two hours. Didn't miss a beat. It could have gone on for another two hours or something. And it was great. And she sent me pictures finally. You know. So you have a little sparkle in your eye for Maggie. I know. <laughs> Magalicious. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Maggie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she sent me pictures, and she's attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, so are you going to meet Maggie? We're, I mean, that's... Where I'm does really, she live? She lives in Nashville. Oh, well, that's Ooh. not too far away. No, it's not. Um, Nashville's a fun town. But I, I'm not the type of... On, on the personality profile, you can tell people who are emotional decision makers and people who are rational decision makers. Are you rational? I think Completely rational. rational. Yeah. Completely Good rational. God. 3%, right? So Maggie's really rational, too. So while we're exploring all of this, nobody's jumping on a plane right now. But okay. I'm not afraid of that. I mean, it's right. not a big right. deal. See, Kim and I would already be on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's I'd be check like, it out. Booking the ticket. <laughs> All right. Let's go get fifty thousand dollar oh, man. God. God. <gasps> so I don't even really ask them about if they got referred or if they didn't, mm-hmm. um, because it's really inconsequential. The whole right. thing. Doesn't so matter. what did did you not find in online dating and the other things that you've done? Like, what was the problem with that? Apparently, you tried it and didn't like it. Well, connection was the number one answer to that, but there's so much crap that's associated with um, matching with somebody and God, the numbers are just staggering um, like the if you're an attractive girl 
you're going to get inundated with messengers. Uh-huh. Inundated. Like I've talked to women that, oh, I joined Match and over the weekend I got 800 responses. Oh my God. Right? So even if I matched with that girl, how would I ever get through that? Ever. Mm-hmm. And she has a really difficult problem. How does she problem. ever get right, through that doesn't. list? Right, she doesn't. The response is this. I deleted everything and then I looked at a few things and then you just get overwhelmed that it's like that's not the solution. I that do can't the same the thing. Solution. Like if I get too many people, I'm like, you know what, forget it. And I just kind of blow it off and... But your experience is so much different than mine, okay? Um, Because you have people chasing after you. Mm -hmm. Conversely, for the boys, we don't get that. Really? You don't need that. You don't need to seek out to guys because you have so much when you open up a bumble. You're like, I got to look at this, and then I got to vet that guy, and then I'm in this for 22 minutes, and by the way, I got to go because we all have lives. Right, right. So it's really monstrously inefficient, and I'm not an inefficient guy. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't save me any money at all. It just saves me the time, the frustration, and the disappointment Mm -hmm. associated with app-based dating. Right. So, yeah. So tell us about the girls you've met in town. How many dates have you been on total? So date, I qualify as an interaction. And if they're in town, that's face-to-face. Or out of town, that's over the phone. And so when I have a date with a gal over the phone and we talk... I am in that mode. I flip my phone down. She has my full attention, right? Because do you, do you ever FaceTime with them? Uh, no, I or haven't like done that yet. You could have dinner. <laughs> Let's go out to dinner. Well, welcome to Shea Paul. Right, right. <laughs> be cheaper for me too. Yeah. You'll be able to pay for you. So, so those dates have been um, how many? Eight. Okay, eight. Right. So, um, they've been wonderful. Just and you wonderful. like them all, all eight. I have a vibe with them all, an undeniable connection with them, really do. Um, And they feel the same way. And this isn't some parlor trick at all. We just talk, and it just goes. One gal that I had a date with, we talked for five and a half hours. Oh, my gosh. You're a talker. I'm not, though. But it just (laughs) seems so great to share and be on that level with somebody. Was this a phone conversation for five and a half hours or a face-to-face This was in person. Oh, okay. I haven't had... Were they kicking you out of the place? She was at she was at my house. Oh, yeah. So, but that's the thing. Nothing has been physical. Right. All right. No, I haven't had. No, no. I haven't had like some of my friends are like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's not like that. (laughs) It's like I'm looking for a connection, and that's the chemistry part of it. For me, the chemistry is a sexual energy that you're attracted to this person undeniably. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't explored that. We're at the mental end of it right now. Well, that's nice. Um, Different than what you find online, I'll tell you that. Right, right. But I forgot where I was going with that question. Okay, so... I get off on tangents. That's okay, no worries. (laughs) So So, do we. I know. (laughs) We don't know what the heck we're doing all the time. Um, So you've had eight dates. Some of them have been in person, some of them over the phone. What dates, what girls have you met in town? Like, did you have a great date in town? And do you plan on going out or continuing conversations with all eight? Or are there some that you're like... Bachelor, but... Well, the thing that we learned about this very quickly, because we had a stumbling block that I won't get into, but these women... Come on, let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Give us friends here. We've for, what, 20 minutes? (laughs) These women's personalities match with mine, um so well that I feel like I know them and they know me. They place others above themselves. Uh, They're highly independent. Um, They're usually achieved. Um, They're a rational decision maker versus an emotional decision maker and so many other metrics that line up. And these women are the caliber that they deserve respect and command one-on-one attention because they are incredible, for Mm -hmm. me anyway, because it's my personality. So are you going out with all eight again or... Well, am I, no, so that gets to be a tough thing. Like, I got a gal that, um, 
and we haven't really done dates like axe throwing or whatever. We go to parks and we sit and we talk um, or things that level. I had lunch with one gal. Mm -hmm. And when I sat down with her, I said, we've got an hour here, but that won't be enough time. It just won't. And it wasn't. And it was a distraction because we have to do food and interact Mm -hmm. and all the other stuff. But there's some that um, I will continue with and there's other that I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm connected to those others that I won't, but I'm not physically attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Can not you that tell right away chemistry if you're physically there. attracted to somebody? No, because it goes deeper than that. I think so too. Like I think there are people who I wouldn't see on the street and think, yeah. Wow, you're a you know a handsome guy, but then you get to know them and you're like, oh my yes. gosh, you are so handsome. You know what I mean? Or there's some people or the vice versa that you're like you wouldn't look at in a club. The outside or down the street, is yeah, right. The outside hot. is good and the inside is rotten. So Shannon, to get on that question a little bit deeper, um, so these women are great and they deserve all that attention, and they don't match with people very well they have no problem gaining attention of boys, right? But they have a problem in a deeper connection. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that, and I've talked to the, the guy quarterback and the whole deal. So if that woman were to walk in a room of 100 pretty boys, she basically has a 1% chance to match with somebody that is very similar personality range as her. So, why so how does she make that pick? I mean, you... <laughs> how do you, you should, well, how do you make that pick, and why is the are those girls not making a deeper connection? Because they're in a room of a hundred people. Can you can you pick a hundred to one chance? No, you can't. Otherwise, clearly you, not. You, you, <laughs> you'd be winning the lottery, you know. Yeah. And so they go out with people that might look good on paper mm-hmm. or absolutely look good in person, and they have to go down and do that process and. Um, sometimes they'll stay with them too long because they place others over self Mm -hmm. and they want to make people happy and they're, um, they have an openness is a, is a category and personality trait and it will allude to why they do that and stay in relationships they wouldn't, but they won't settle. These women, um, really interesting. Like I've engaged with women that are younger than me and women that are older than me. Um, and how old are you? If I'm you 47. Don't mind me asking. Okay. I'm 47. So, like, we, there's a gal that I'm going to talk to and engage with, I think, this weekend, and she is absolutely inappropriate age for me. Inappropriate, young or old? Young. So, what's inappropriate, young for 47? 26. Oh, well. wow. Right? That's inappropriate. In, uh, well, unless she's so really mature. You some know, people you know. defend that, but the thing is, I'm really interested to see if I have that type of connection with her also. Mm-hmm. Does it cross across age boundaries? Mm-hmm. She has less life experience, so she doesn't know exactly what she wants, but I know. Well, her. she might be a total hottie. Right, right. No. At 26. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So They're all hot at 26. Yeah, right, <laughs> right aren't they? 26. We were at the well the I other night. I remember 26. We were at the well the other night, and Rockhurst had their. Um, formal or whatever it was, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. dance, and all these kids are walking in, busloads, you know, and we mm-hmm. didn't know if they were high school or college, but they were college, and every one of the girls was like, dressed nice, in shape, pretty, 21, and that's just how it was mm-hmm. back then, it's like, wow, you yeah. know? Um, it's like so shooting fish in a barrel, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're old. <laughs> right, right, so that's what happened here, it's like I got busy off doing business and mm-hmm. doing other things and get sucked into like this project, and then you kind of wake up and you look around and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so this 26-year-old, say she's like some little 26-year-old hot, hottie, mm-hmm. um, how do you get beyond that to get to know her? 
Well, they've already matched, right? Well, we've yeah, matched. Yeah, but they haven't met. Right, we've matched through the personality right. matching but that's analytics. That's within 3%. Right, I know. I no, no. That. So we go 3% of that matching, and then we drill, drill it down further to um, mutual interest mm -hmm. and attraction. And yeah. that drops that number down to about a half a percent. Oh, wow. And, and forgive Point me seven for, eight. for saying this, because it's not just guys, it's girls. But, you know, you see somebody who's hot and you're like, waka waka, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden you're somewhat interested in that person. So how do you get beyond that if she's a, like a total hottie to get to know her really? So I'm only engaging with women that were the personality matching yeah. deal. So I've got another 99% to go out there. And I'll guarantee you there are drop dead gorgeous women on there. But I'm not going to hunt and peck through that mm -hmm. to have something superficial. Or else you just start swiping again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like they want to engage with me, but I'm looking for something a lot deeper. Yeah. Um, beauty wears off in time. And for that initial reaction, but with the right person, beauty grows. Mm -hmm. So of these eight women that you've gone out with so far, have you told any of them that you don't want to see them anymore? Um, I've No, because it's been pretty recent. Like, we're still engaging, and, uh -huh. and um, I need to do that to follow back up, to be like, I'm not interested. But it's hard for me to do because oh, yeah, me too. I'm a nice guy, and I don't mm -hmm. want to tell people things they don't want to hear. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can't ghost her because you are a nice guy, right? Yeah, I'm no no way would I ever do that. Yeah. I mean, she is Plus part she of this. Where to find you? <laughs> DateJeffG.com. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but we're we're doing that currently, yeah. you know, because we have to. So, of the eight women, how many do you think do you see? Um, a long-term relationship possibility with? Or are you so early that you're like... How many of that those eight have made yeah. the cut to go to the, like, I'm really interested in them and they're interested in me still? Yeah. Well, it's tough because I think um, four have been out of town. And so if they were in town, I would absolutely meet mm -hmm. with them really quickly. And I decided pretty early on that distance wasn't going to be a thing here because there's a great match for me in Cincinnati um, that's 600 miles or whatever it is. Right. I need to go ahead and do that. But don't you have to meet with them in face to face? I find in my dating, I get so bored. One of the problems with me is, is I th and I don't know if you found this, but people just like to text and message and text and message and text and message. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to waste any more of my time. I want to get to meet you. I get bored really quick. Right. Like with the texting and whatever. Mm -hmm. If I have a, a connection with somebody, um, then I want to meet him. And then you find out and then you move on because... I just, I can't tell you how bored I get. And I, I don't get bored after like three weeks. I get bored after like two days. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. I move on to somebody else. Well, good for you, first off. And you're absolutely right on the second part that you get involved in these texting relationships that go on for seven days or ten days or three weeks mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you meet the person after you put in great text messages and responsive and it's funny and you look at it in the morning and you're like, I feel great with this person mm -hmm. and you meet him for dinner and in 30 seconds you're like oh uh -uh. i made a big mistake yeah i wish i could get out of here <laughs> like so i remember one recently where i was like oh my god shannon okay you have to be polite and spend an hour with this person just it's only an hour <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible but so okay my point is like why aren't you in Nashville? Why aren't you planning your trip to Nashville? Well, because, because that would be really an emotional decision, and we need to make sure there's a deeper connection there. Do um, you need us to be your emotional consultants? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, because we can do that for you. Yeah. I'm I'm still figuring this thing out with help of friends, um, and we really feel strongly about it. So we don't want to jump into something mm -hmm. too quickly. But you're doing you're by this is just the way I see it. And I'm just one voice. Um, 
but you're connecting with this person, right? And talking to them. And just mm-hmm. like when you text or your phone conversate when you're online dating and stuff. And what happens if you go to Nashville and you're like, there is nothing here and you've wasted two hours a night or mm-hmm. five hours a week or whatever talking to this person when there's not no connection? No, no, good point. Um, but I don't want to be so reactive that I'm jumping on a plane to Cincinnati and then I'm going to Nashville and then I'm going to Phoenix or wherever I'm going. I just can't do that in my life. So if the connection is there, it's going to survive a few weeks. It's going to survive a few months. I'm not going to let it go months, but it should. That's its own vetting process in the same mm-hmm. same way. It's like when you text with somebody and it just falls apart. It just falls apart, and that's probably the way it should happen. Yeah. Well, I just get bored. That's all. I mean, I could have <laughs> I could have like blown off Mr. Wright 800 times probably. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this texting. And I mean, talk. Let's, let's I want to do nothing. that. I want to do that. But I mean, so I've talked to this girl for three hours and we've texted and we definitely groove and everything mm-hmm. hey i'm gonna jump on a plane that's I'll like maybe have one more phone conversation that's like her. dating yeah. a girl for four months and then going to vegas and getting drunk and going little white wedding chapel yeah. if it feels <laughs> right it's right yeah. you know yeah. let's I just agree, do I this agree, i agree okay well so that's why i've slowed that just a little bit okay so um what do you have coming up like you've got a bunch of girls in the queue and as you said, you haven't... There's not a bunch, though. I mean, there's very limited. Really? How yeah. many do you have in the queue right now? I don't know exactly. But it's not like I've got a couple hundred in there to get through. Is it's it like 50? Is it like 100? Is it like 10? Less than 50. Oh. Yeah. Less than 30, less than 20. Wow. So I can open up those parameters, though. If it if it's too little, I can yeah. say, okay... Let's um, go up to 5%. I'll take somebody... All I have to do is click one thing. Like, I say that I'm a healthy eater and passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And then she answers that, strongly agree, disagree, or whatever. So I can click that down a little bit and say, okay, I'll take a gal that eats fast food five days a week. And right. it opens up other potential candidates How that I can engage with. How do you feel about pizza? Well, I like pizza. Walt <laughs> okay, is my favorite. Good. My first job was pizza shop. Nah, second oh, job. Oh, I love the pizza Okay, shop. so what do you do other than date? Um, real estate. And so this is basically all I'm doing right now. Um, I've taken this on as a project, and I've kind of cleared my schedule. Mm-hmm. I have a flip house coming up in March that I have it aligned with somebody that can take care of everything, basically. Mm-hmm. So at a very early age, I, I really loved real estate. I worked for an insurance restoration contractor here in town, mm-hmm. uh, fire and water damage. And so while I worked there... I started flipping houses on the side and I would move three or four times a year. Okay. But all my stuff yeah. was in, we, I mean, you're young, you know, you're 25, right. 26 yeah, years old. Do it. You got a couch, yeah. you got a TV. Yeah. I knew I was my father's ben. son when he came over to help me move and he loaded my dishes in a garbage bag and he's like, I ah, will just move them gently. Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> but we could move. It would take from the time I got the moving truck to the time we moved into a new place. It was two hours mm-hmm. and the guys got free rent when we did that. So, um, and then flipping houses just took over from that. And then I bought another company, Insurance Restoration, and fell back into that deal. But right now, I, I manage my rental properties, um, which has always been a side business. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And then I, I flip houses. I get drawn into some um, other projects from a design standpoint mm-hmm. or layout. But I'm so blessed to choose that I can just... That's it. I'm so blessed to choose that yeah. I can pick the things that I really want to work on and ignore the okay, others. Okay, so that's work. So what's your passion? Like, what's your he personal this passion? dog. Yeah. <laughs> Gunner, he's a great dog. He's in my car right now outside. Oh, wait, you should have brought him in. He was in. such a... I mean, he lays by the door. And, like, today I'm putting on my shoes. He's jumping around. He's like, let's go, dog. So he's, he's suffered in this a little bit, poor guy. Like, yeah. 
I have to take him. He's a nine-year-old lab, but he's the most active lab ever. So I have to do something with him at least every day. Mm-hmm. And he's taken a little bit of a back seat that we've had to do every other or throw the ball in the yard, which is completely psycho, psycho about. Yeah. So um, I enjoy creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy helping others. And, um, of course, I like working out and all of that. I love my life. Um, I get to go kind of arrange certain events for friends and keep in contact. Family and friends are an extreme passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, financial security, I'm always working towards that also. And just adding happiness. So those are kind of the things I, my tenements I stand on. And then work and things fall behind that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you were going to find Miss Wright, like your perfect dream girl, who is she? <sighs> Should I say Maggie now or later? Yeah. <laughs> I know you Maggie. like Maggie, don't you? <laughs> so, no, Look no. Look at his no, face, I'm just, getting hey, red. Uh, not at all. I'm sitting Maggie. back here calling. I need Maggie's phone number. I need calm to talk to Maggie. Common cool. That's the thing. We like, should have dialed Maggie in. Aunt, no, <gasps> she wouldn't take it because the thing we learned about this particular um, personality type, they're extremely humble. Like she doesn't have pictures of herself on her Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a humble person that places um, people over themselves. They're a giver. Um, somebody who's outgoing like I am because uh-huh. you talk about introvert and extrovert. Are you Maybe, talking about Maggie? Are you talking about your No, I'm talking girl. about Dream Girl. Okay, okay. I'm talking about Dream Girl. So, um, Who might be Maggie? <laughs> So um, within my certain amount of extrovertism, because you can't have somebody who wants to go. An extrovert isn't going out every night and ah, yeah, yeah, the being party. loud all the time. You can stay home, too, and right, watch movies, yeah. but you thrive off of social situations. Right. So somebody who's matches me in, in being extroverted, um, somebody who's creative also and in, appreciates the arts. Mine is medium is a little bit different because it's always mechanical stuff mm-hmm. or real estate and Typically, women don't get involved in that type of thing. They're more creative in in music or singing or uh, painting, mm-hmm. particularly. So, somebody like that that also matches the personality traits that I'm that that I hold mm-hmm. um, that we enjoy. Um, it's not necessarily about the event; it's more about the experience. Mm-hmm. I'm an experienced guy, um, and I'd rather I'd rather experience life than make a lot of money and buy a bunch of crap that I then have to take care of. It's just people yeah. lose focus mm-hmm. of that. And, it's, and you it's leave unf- behind when you die. You take your experiences. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last check you write should bounce. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That's what, I told my, that's what I told my parents. I'm like, spend it, man. And my parents are older now. Dad just bought a, <laughs> he's 75 and he bought a scooter, you know. Oh, he had a scooter great. in high school. And I'm afraid he's going to kill himself on it. <laughs> does he have a helmet? Uh, he does. Right. He has a helmet, and he's kind of customized it a little bit. I mean, he's like 1500 bucks, I think. That's he put so a luggage cute. rack on it, and he put on his uh, Purple Heart sticker and all this other oh, stuff. And my mom's like, can you talk to him and get him <laughs> off of this? And so I sat down and not have him not make that decision. And I said, Dad, I think that uh, this is a poor decision. A 75-year-old guy shouldn't be getting on a scooter. Where they live in Pensacola, he's got to go out and engage in 50-mile-an-hour traffic right away. And then he can get into neighborhoods and be fine. And I said, that is dangerous, and you're probably going to hurt yourself. A very, very minimum, you're going to fall over and hurt yourself. But if you think you want this and you think it makes you happy, I'm behind 100%. Let's go to the dealership. And he bought one. <laughs> Did your <laughs> right? mom kill you? And your no, mom I talked. Uh, yeah. Disowning you. <laughs> right. I, I talked to her about that. But we went to the dealership and uh, we bought one. 
and he came outside, and the guy's walking him through it, and <laughs> I said, Dad, I'll write it home for you. No, 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 I'll write it home, because he's stubborn. I'm stubborn. And um, he said, I'll write it home. And he got on it, and he went about 10 feet, and he, he kind of jostled it, uh-huh. and he looked at me, he goes, maybe you should write it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's written it, he writes it, he volunteers at the VA um, like a madman. I think he has over 10,000 hours there. That's awesome. Gosh. And so he'll write it in the morning at 5 a.m., you know, to the VA, and then to write it home. He's put on over 400 miles in, in a month and a half, I think. So a guy who, who engages with his family, too. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, um, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a sister, Kelly, and she lives in Pensacola also. She's older. Are you from here, Kansas City? Kansas City, Shawnee Mission West. What's up, Vikings? Boop, boop. Oh. That's awesome. So it's so, this has been so surreal, this whole thing. Wait, do you know Tamara Hudson? No. Is that her maiden name? Oh, wait. Let me look her up on mm-hmm. Facebook. That might Tamara. be her marriage. I'm terrible at names and faces. Terrible. But high school, <laughs> We've I usually... We've learned that. To, we've learned that. <laughs> <laughs> high school, I, I usually interact with. So it's so surreal. Like last Tuesday, Good Morning America called my dad looking for me. And they said, we're looking for Jeff Gephardt. And he said, well, that's my son. Here's his cell number. So I talked to the person on that show. Lo and behold, she graduated from Shawnee Mission East. Stop. Really? No, swear to God. Tamara Hudson. I don't know. Okay. I thought she went to school. I thought that's where she went to high school. Huh. She's about your age, I think. See, that's the other great thing about this whole project. When we're building it, um, like the gal I mentioned when I came in, I've had to engage people that I haven't. Most of my core friends I engage all the time. But I've had to had to bring in some other friends, like a uh, friend in media. I was able to do her a favor a few years ago. Totally selfless. Really enjoyed doing it. And so I called in and I said, hey, Tiff, can you help me out on this thing? More than happy about it. But the point of that is that I've gotten to um, talk personally, sit down like we are with friends Mm -hmm. that wouldn't normally do that. And then the spider effect of that is their friends got calls about this and they reconnected in different ways. So everybody's on board with Mm -hmm. this. And it's really a neat feeling. I think it's awesome. It's super creative. So Thank can you. we set up a date that we'll meet again and get an update on this? Yeah, when, oops, oh, see, yeah. there's my alarm. I have a meeting. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I know. That's quick. Well, I had no idea. I told, see, you were like, oh, how long is it going to, we could talk for hours. Right, right. That's what I said, like four I guess hours. we're connecting. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hold on. Let, me, just... let me introduce. Let me pull out the thing. No, yeah. right, right. It's just so nice to talk about this yeah. in an open form. Mm-hmm. Um, people feel good about it. I think it does some good, and it absolutely does some good for me. So why don't you and Maggie Gephardt come back on our <laughs> on our podcast? Um, no, so I will absolutely follow up with you guys. Okay, yeah. Because um, I'm interested in this thing as much I as you I want to know how it turns out, and then I want... Well, let's, let's do it before it turns out. I mean, let's have you back and, like, see how it's going and follow up on the eight girls and how many are in, Two how many months? are out. How, how long do you need? No, because this is my focus. So, like, Maybe this... Maybe a month, then. Month? A month, month and a half. We okay. can follow up. You've got okay. my numbers. Right. I'd, I'd love to do that. Okay, thanks for coming in. You're awesome. <laughs> it was really fun. We are... You're going to be the next, the next big dating website. I think so. You are going to find love I, for that, yourself, and then you are going to help other people find love. Thank you for saying so. And I don't care about the business at all, but if I could have my friends that have been doing the swiping hell mm-hmm. have connections like I do. One of the gals reached out, and she said, this feels real, and this needs to help people. 
Yeah, that's great. We can call it Stop Swiping. <gasps> that's great. <laughs> okay, new business. Here we go. All right, Jeff, thanks so much for coming in. We loved having you here, and we'll see you in about a month. All right, guys. Okay, thank you. bye. And um, Kim, it's a date. Jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.